Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. So turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You can also cue your finger in Acts chapter 19. We'll be there as well. Honestly, I, I honestly think that as, as a church, we should always be a little bit apprehensive about the future and always a little bit apprehensive about where we're going and always having to go to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what's next? And you show us how to do this and you grow this church. You know, it's the Lord who added to the church daily, not the pastor. And so when it comes to those things, you know, I know God uses Bethel and he uses Saddleback and he uses these places and he uses Calvary Chapel for all of our faults. And, and I think that it's very easy for a Calvary Chapel to get sucked into all this or all that. We, we can go either way. But as a church, I want to be a church that's filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is d- demanding and showing us where we're to go and how we're to do things. You know, we don't just decide, let's do this program or let's do that program. You know what we do? We pray. And when, when we see something is, is off or amiss within the church... Rather than just plug in some program or trying to do something, we pray about it. We ask the Lord, what, what should we do? That's why we're doing the dinners for six, because we, like we felt like the community of our church was not strong as it's been growing, that the individuals are, are maybe not plugging in with other people. And so we prayed about it for months. And the Lord spoke to us and said, do this. Do this dinners for six thing. So I encourage you to be a part of that. But that's how the church should operate. It should be, we're going to the Lord and He's showing us what to do, not just plugging in the next program. You know, God will use it, but we don't want to be led like that. And it it can easily become a dead and stale orthodoxy. Now, quickly, the third part of this message is what is our relationship with the Holy Spirit? We really have three relationships with the Holy Spirit. We've already seen them as we've looked at these passages, but there's three experiences that we have with the Holy Spirit. And the first one we find, first two we find in John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17 where Jesus tells the disciples, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But, here it is, you know him, for he dwells with you. Para is the Greek preposition there. He dwells with you and he shall be in you. Not yet, but he will be in you. So it starts out, as a Christian, we start out with this spirit coming alongside of us, coming alongside Mr. Uncomfortable. You're a sinner. You're a loser. You're not righteous. And and so as he comes alongside of us, and he's very gentle and loving about that, and he shows us Jesus, he declares Jesus to us, and we're like, okay, I can be forgiven. And we bow to our knee and we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and that's when He dwells in us. You can't say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. No one says that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 
Also, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you're none of His. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. And so the Spirit of God dwells in you. Just like the Spirit of God dwelled in the Samaritans. Acts chapter 9, when the, when the Samaritans believed, they were baptized. They, they put their faith in Jesus. They believed. They were saved. But the Spirit had not fallen on any of them. And so they called Peter and John, came up to Samaria. They laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Same thing happened in Ephesus. We saw that. Acts chapter 19. When the Ephesians believed, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Then Paul laid his hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was in them at the point of believing, but there was a third experience that they would experience, and that we see in Acts chapter 8, which we've already read. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, epi, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. These guys already, they were already Christians. They already believed in Jesus, the resurrected Lord. They'd seen him. The Spirit of God was in them. But he says the Spirit of God is going to come upon you. And it is that point. It's the point of the indwelling of the Spirit that we as Christians can experience the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, all those fruits that come from a believer's life. And a believer can experience all that and, and display all of that through the indwelling Spirit. But then the Spirit comes upon us as Christians to empower us with the gifts of the Spirit, empower us to be witnesses for Him. Now, I know this is controversial to some people, but it's clear in the Scriptures. There's three experiences. The with, the in, and then the upon. And yet, it doesn't need to be controversial at all. We, we, see, it. we see it displayed different ways in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 9, it happened after baptism and conversion. In Acts chapter 10, it happened right at the moment of conversion. Cornelius and his household, they believed. And all of a sudden, before they were even water baptized, they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. And Peter's like, uh, you think we should baptize them? You know? It, it, it's, it happens different. Sometimes it happened at baptism. Sometimes it happened with the laying on of hands afterwards. But they couldn't say Jesus is Lord. They couldn't confess Jesus is Lord unless the Spirit was in them. So it was afterwards that they'd receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Turns out that we need a continual dose of this in our lives. Because in Acts chapter 2, with fiery manifestations, the Holy Spirit came upon the church, lighting on each person, and, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. And they went out into the, in the courtyard, and the people heard it. It was a sign. They, they, they listened to Peter, Peter's preaching, and they were saved. But then in Acts chapter 4, these same guys, Peter and all of his gang, after being persecuted and beaten and thrown in jail, they came back to the house, they were all together. They were afraid. They prayed for boldness. And guess what it says? It says, and the Spirit came upon them and shook the place and they were all filled with the Spirit and they went out and spoke with boldness. You see, you're, you're crackpots. You're leaky vessels. And so though the Spirit has all of you as He comes upon you, the flesh kind of gets in there and, and sometimes we need a fresh filling of the Spirit. So it doesn't matter if you've never been filled with the Spirit and you need that as a Christian in your life to, to let the power of God come upon you or maybe you've had it 50 times been filled with the Spirit and you needed the 51st time or the 110th time or whatever it is. We need to be constantly be being filled with the Holy Spirit as the command. 
Sometimes we, we lack power. Sometimes we lack faith. And we just said, Jesus, I just need a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit in my life. And he promises to give it to us. How do we know that? Because Luke chapter 11, verse 11, you can read it. I'll just kind of fumble through it. But basically, he says, knock and uh, seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be open to you. Forever, whoever seeks finds. Whoever knocks, it is open unto him. And then he talks about, you know, giving your kids stuff. You know, if your kid asks for a fish, you, you give him a snake or whatever. You know, he goes through this list of things. And, he, and this is what he said. He says, if you being evil, okay, remember that. If you being evil, and you're evil, you being evil, give your kids good things, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? How do we receive the Holy Spirit? Ask, Jesus, I just need a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit. I just need you to pour out on me afresh. One more time. Empower me to be your witness today. Empower me to be your witness in my ministry. Empower me to be a witness in my family. Empower me to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And He promises that He'll give that. Let's pray for a fresh filling of the Spirit. Will you stand with me? Father in Heaven, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for this study in... The book of John mostly where you you just laid it out so clear. How important the Holy Spirit is. How He is, is the same as you and yet lives inside of us and works in us to convict us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to make us witnesses of you, to show the world what you look like through our lives. I pray that that would be the case and that we as a church, as individuals within this church, would receive that our hearts would be open, Lord, that we would, we would surrender every room to You within our heart, every, every mess, that we would open it up to You and say, Spirit, come and clean me out. Come and, and fill me with You, that there is none of me left. That You would pour out afresh on this church this morning. Holy Spirit, we ask that You would just meet us here and fill us and strengthen us, and change us, and renew us, and light a fire in us, Lord, that we would be witnesses for Your kingdom. Help us to put off the things, the evil works of darkness that hinder, to, to push away the lies. Lord, You promised to anyone who asks that You give it to them. And so we ask now, it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.